Bounty hunting is a complicated profession, and that's why we're here to talk about The Mandalorian. My name is Dan Morin, uh, and I am joined this week by, uh, I went around and collected some allies that I, uh, I feel like could have my back. <laughs> oh, I see. And it's then I theme. couldn't find them, so <laughs> instead, <laughs> I recruited my co-host from Biff right here on The Incomparable. John Moltz Ranty, is here. Ranty and Grumpy. Ranty and Grumpy, as I've dubbed them. John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Hi, Dan. Thanks for being here. It's so nice to have a chance to talk to you. I know. We so rarely get to discuss <laughs> things during the week. Uh, Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the ranty one, if anybody's even <laughs> Keeping thinking score. about questioning it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm delighted you guys were able to join me uh, to talk about Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian, entitled The Reckoning. Uh, but before we get into talking about this week's episode, I wanted to give uh, you guys a chance to talk more broadly about the show, uh, what you've thought of it so far, uh, your feelings about Star Wars stuff. There's a lot happening. <laughs> this is a, but this is episode nine, spoiler-free zone, just so we're clear, since I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um but yeah I uh, think, yeah I, I don't think either of us I, yeah, it, right? so, yeah so so you you yeah, can be later, assured later no spoilers happening yeah. uh mm-hmm. john you want to talk a little bit about the show thus far this season sure yeah i am really enjoying it i uh, i think it's a little less i think i thought it would be a little more darker and heavy hitting i guess um you know with the with the more i guess more violent and more dark uh because the trailers show he made a lot of um showing the heads of stormtroopers stuck on pikes basically or the helmets anyway and i don't know something from the trailers made me think it would be a little bit darker and it's got a more i mean it's got much more of a sweetness to it yeah (laughs) really i mean because it's you know it's this hard-bitten guy who basically becomes a becomes a parent (laughs) Yeah, I feel, it feels like a big head fake in that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still really like it, and uh, some of it's kind of slower than I thought, too, but I'm I'm enjoying it, and, and this this uh, episode, of course, really ramps it up and is kind of the, the moment that I've been waiting for for most of the season so far, so uh, it's nice to get there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Guy, what about you? Uh, I love the show. It's great. Uh, the, the meta commentary. I was so glad when you invited John and I on because I wanted to come to talk to you about the Mandalorian from the beginning. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bug him. If he wants me, he wants me. There's plenty of other people. You're getting good guests. It's fine. I mean, I want it, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to beg for it. It's, you know. It's good that you're here, Ranty. I appreciate yeah. it. So, so I guess, thank you for the rose ceremony. I feel really blessed. Um, I, I like the show better than I expected to, to be perfectly honest. I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe it'd be angsty and, or more shoot 'em up mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. And it's not. It is. It's got heart. Yeah. And it's. And it I makes mean, sense as like a Disney. Sorry to interject in your in your no, supposed no. to be your monologue, but um, it makes sense because it's a Disney property and it's on Disney's new streaming service that it's a little bit more approachable for kids, I guess. Um, Maybe particularly I the last. So. I mean, the last one cuts a really interesting line because he saves. You sort of think that he's killing all of them, and then it turns out most of them are alive. But then he does kill two <laughs> the guys at the end. Yeah, yeah, you know. That was, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk about last week's episode 
because guess what? We never stay on topic. But uh, <laughs> broadly, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I don't know if Baby Yoda has been on screen for five minutes straight mm-hmm. ever. Like, if you, if you, sorry, not straight, but it, it, in aggregate. I don't know. And yet, Baby Yoda has captured the heart of the world. That's, yeah, really. I, I really feel like world peace could, like, if Yoda just showed up, if Yoda just showed up, like, you know. I would like, Kim, I would like Kim him to show up and, and be and like, heal, you know what, forget heal, it. Let's, heal what is wrong with our world's leaders. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Ex- yeah. I Also, everybody in the world for making them our leaders. Sure. But uh, I love it. Man, Dan said I could talk broadly about it, and I've already started talking about <laughs> I'm I, I know to, I can't keep going topic. Now fine. we're talking about the problems that plague humanity. Um, <laughs> the Mandalorian is not a problem that plagues humanity. It, 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 it's heartfelt. It's lovable. It's wonderful. It's got action. And the action is um, not cartoonish, but often sort of harmless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, give or take a little bit. Um, it's fun. And it, it is... It gets what Star Wars is, yeah. or the feeling of what Star Wars is, and I, I appreciate it. I it, this is a, a work that I don't think could exist anywhere except um, one of these sort of dedicated streaming services. Obviously, in this case, Disney's going to get it. John, you said it was a little slow. Uh, I love that. I love it, man. It's deliberate. Yeah. It takes yeah, I mean, I don't mean, I don't really mean that as a knock per se. Um, I, I know, I know. I just, I want to call yeah. it out to it. Like I, right. I've, I've heard that criticism. Um, uh, do you remember that there, man, there was one episode of Arrow where he's just chasing a guy and he's running along the rooftops and they, in the first <laughs> season, I think, and it takes forever. You remember like, the other like one a, where he skinned a guy alive? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, man. Man, we have got to be a volleyball team because I'd love to set it up and you'd love to just knock it down. That's perfect. Wow. Um, but no, but it takes its time. It has, the, it has the luxury of doing that. We get to see cool, interesting shots. We get to build character through lack of speaking. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Uh, Pedro Pascal, I think, does an incredible job. Like that, how the hell do you act through that? Yeah, there's that's there's not, been some there's, like, there's been some you know commentary as to how much he's actually. Yeah, doing, there's actually right? some, he he talked uh, a little bit, uh, and um, there was an interview with Bryce Dallas Howard who directed one of the episodes, uh, in which he said essentially that she hadn't worked with Pedro Pascal at all, like during the shooting of when she was shooting it. And, you know, there's a couple different things that can mean too, right? Because uh, a director on a TV show doesn't necessarily shoot every single scene, probably, you know, there are assistant directors and, and stuff like that. Um, but that the stunt double, then there are two, I think, um, but that one in particular, I gather, does a lot of time in the suit. And so, but I mean, that's even more to all of their credit, because that's cool. yes. it feels right. cohesive, I w- I right? Wish I knew it that- feels like a character. Right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm giving it to one guy, and it's the work of three, maybe more people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, amazing. He's clearly, it a is, he's, yeah. he's sort of like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and what I love about that is, I think something that I think Star Wars. Uh, there's so many good things about Star Wars, but one of the amazing things I think that sort of goes taken for granted these days is that um, characters like Darth Vader or Boba Fett were characters by their emotions. Mm-hmm. 
they are they're mannequins. There is no expression on their face, but yet somehow you get a shot of Vader watching Luke get lightninged, and he and you're like, "Ooh, he's upset." It's like, why? It's the same. No, he's not. He's not sad. He's not doing anything. It's the exact same frozen face. And I think you get that sense of menace and competence from just the way Boba Fett handles himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially during that dancing in the new Return of the Jedi. That's you know, but. To take that and make a show out of it is, I think, uh, it's risky. And to see it pay off is, I, I, I think it's wonderful. I, I, it is truly an, a visual art form. Yeah. And it is, it's, I, I can't think of another show that does that. Like, a, we've never seen the guy's face. Yeah. Right. Ever. And yet, we know so much about his inner life. Yeah. We, they, we think they've and really yeah. spun it out a lot and i and yeah. i think that has been a bold choice uh and there were you know early on in the first episodes there were some people questioning that decision like oh surely he's got to take the helmet off at some point and it still could happen but i think that everyone's kind of acclimated to like you kind of read the expressions into it now so a little goes a long way in terms of the body language uh and his limited dialogue even to turning this into a character. I mean, you know, obviously there's a pattern with the, um, it's the man with no name kind of your Clint Eastwood Western, uh, but taken to even more of an extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's going to take it off of baby Yoda, <laughs> but we won't, <laughs> we're going to get, a sh- we're going to, no, we won't see it. No, it'll yeah. be a shot at the back of his head. Yeah. And baby Yoda will be there and he'll just have saved him or something. And he'll take the helmet off just to, Bond to bond. Yeah. to bond, um, I, yeah. I want to mention one thing that, you know, John mentioned the, the darkness and grittiness or lack thereof. And uh, um, Guy, you mentioned it feels like Star Wars. And I, I'd say those two things are actually one thing, which is Star Wars always had the, you know, the original trilogy certainly had managed to walk that line between there was action, but it never felt like, with rare exceptions, it didn't feel like violence, if I can mm-hmm. make a distinction of that. Like, yeah. Uh, you know there are there I are mean, they blew it was up a surprising they, when they did when blow Luke's, up a planet when right, Luke's right, hand right, got but, cut off when Luke's yeah. hand got cut off it was very surprising yes. right but you earn that right you earn yes. it yeah. Right, yeah and so but the, but the fact that it manages to adhere to a similar feeling is part of what makes it feel like Star Wars if you started having the mm-hmm. you know blood and dismemberment and all that like gritty violent mm-hmm. stuff everywhere it would I'm not saying you couldn't do that story in the Star Wars universe but it would feel very different. And so I think yeah. that's one of the things it manages to capitalize on is that that feeling of it. And, you know, we I think we probably throw around the phrase love letter too often, but like so much of it does feel like a homage to the original trilogy and just sort of lovingly crafted in the in the footsteps of the original trilogy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the violence has to have some kind of meaning, right? Like the. I think one of the things that doesn't work with Star Wars games is that, I mean, by necessity, you run around shooting stuff. And, you know, maybe when you're running around the Death Star in the first one, but generally, that's not what's compelling about Star Wars. Everybody knows the most compelling thing about Star Wars is, you know, watching Anakin get bucked off some beast... In, in a meadow and you know they don't let you they don't let you do that in a game maybe they should 
Yeah. I, just to be perfectly clear, I've actually worked on a Star Wars game, and I, then I, right after that, I got out of the games business. <laughs> that was that was enough. I'm not. I'm not even joking. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit about this specific episode, The Reckoning. Um, which is, as I think you guys alluded to, it's sort of a big turning point for the show. A lot of the previous weeks have essentially been about the Mandalorian being on the defensive or on the run, trying to keep one step ahead of all these hunters, taking jobs to keep the world going. Uh, And this week we get kind of an immediate turnabout. Um, So to dive into our recap here, we, we open pretty much immediately the Mandalorian in his cockpit getting a call from our friend Grief Karga, a.k.a. Carl Weathers, uh, basically being like, hey, everything is great. Everything's forgotten. Come on back and you can kill the client and then you won't have is to run anymore. Is this the call we saw last time? It's we saw not the call week? we saw no, last time. That okay. This is a new oh, one, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. It's, it's his pin-pitching essentially like, look, the, the client has brought in a whole bunch more Imperial troops. Everything is kind of locked down here and uh, if you come back and kill him, I will basically reinstate you in the guild and you won't have to run anymore. So, you know, win-win. Uh, I think we all, probably including the Mandalorian, assume that this is a trap. <laughs> um, it's never specifically said in the early parts of this, but it's, you know, again, I feel like this guy well, is he savvy. Does, he does tell, uh, oh my God, I'm going to forget her name. Uh, Cara Carla. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Dune. Thank you. Uh, Oops. He, <laughs> wow. Sorry. He, uh, <laughs> No, it's cool. <laughs> In fact, every time we say Cara Dune, that should happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. She's great. Um, he does tell her that, like, then she asks, do you trust this guy? And he's like, uh, enough or something. Like, he, he's not 100% there. But right, he feels right. more than, certainly more than 50. And I don't think he would do it if he, I don't think he would go and get her if it was anything less than 50. I really don't. Right. Because it would just be asking her to die. Yeah. And that's not his style but he also needs he needs backup right like i mean so you know this is sort of he certainly needs backup but i mean i don't think he wouldn't lie to her he wouldn't be like oh yeah no so i take his i take him at his word that right we yeah he's like 70 percent. yeah it's mostly okay we we've only gotten a small window into his relationship with grief karga um, but it's clear that they have had a long relationship, right? Before right. Uh, basically stuff yeah. went down when he bucked the guild, yeah. you know, they had had a, a working relationship of some sort. So he knows him right. better than what we've seen on screen, right? Like, so I, right. you know, kind of took that away from it. It was like, they have a, had a long relationship. Uh, he's worked with this guy on a bunch of jobs. He can kind of read him uh, and knows that something's probably up, but he's not, you know, willing to totally say that he's like, throwing this guy over essentially right um, yeah. remember that time Moltz tricked me into trying to help him move a couch and only to try to kill me yeah that, was, that, uh, that sucked it was, it was a mess let me tell you you never get that much it was never get the blood you off had that it coming, though. we're we're over we're over it and yeah, that couch sure. did eventually get are moved, we so yeah <laughs> I guess I guess I brought it up. I'm sorry. In public, <laughs> yeah, too. We were, sorry, and then you had to bring we were, it up. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, I'm God. sorry. Well, let's just forge ahead here. Uh, so he retrieves uh, Cara Dune, um, who is fighting in a bar and isn't super thrilled about helping him out until he mentions that uh, the target is uh, an actual, like, uh, ex-Imperial. Um, so that piques her interest. Obviously, we know she's a rebel drop trooper, and uh, the Empire clearly still on her naughty list. 
Um, Man, she hates him like he hates droids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, after that, we're off to see uh, Quill. Uh, we learn his name on this trip, the Ugnot from the first two episodes, um, because he needs somebody to essentially watch the kid while they're doing this deal. Um, we also get a surprise that Quill has rehabilitated IG-11, last seen in episode one, after the Mandalorian put a, a blaster bolt through his head. And uh, IG-11, we get a surprisingly long time with IG-11. Uh, yeah, there's the weird... Yeah, and, and I, I want to know, does programming just work differently in a galaxy far, far away? Because <laughs> I specifically... I it seems a lot squishier than I'm, than I'm used I, to. I... I specifically really, really enjoyed that, and uh, whatever for the random listeners, I I'm a programmer, but uh, I like the notion of having to train him. I like the notion of like you know what you set up some basic premises and some yeah. basic set of rules, and then you train him up because that actually helps explain how R two is awesome and C three PO. Well, yeah, and they yeah, yeah they, make huge them, they make huge anxiety problems. They make them characters. They, make, they, of they, just they are literally people. They yeah. are limited. Right. And are they feeling? I don't know. That's forget it. That's the topic for <laughs> probably Syracuse and Jason Snell. But it's great, and I I liked it. I loved that um, it was through his nurture that this droid became a thing, and um, even makes sense for battle droids, right? Like whatever you put them all together, they're going to run on their basic parameters. Fine. They don't need to be trained or taught or nurtured, and they're they're senseless. But in this case. There's a personality there, and I I liked it. I like the idea that you can't just program in a personality; it it must be learned through experience. Yeah. So there's a question of whether or not the IG droid is still capable of battle. I think it's suggested at one point that he will protect the yeah. child, but we don't see. You know, oh, yeah. we we don't necessarily expect him to be quite the same. Like that's. Root and that's, for next, oh, that's, that's for the next yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ne- exactly. Next week, that thing is going on a rampage. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah. the, full credit to, uh, so the voiced by Taika Waititi. Um, yeah. Uh, and I wondered if he had I any, believe the motion capture. I was going to say, is, it, felt, yeah. it felt kind of like his style. With the, I'm sorry. I did laugh really hard at the bit where he puts the box down like on the lizard. <laughs> and the other glass like, no, come on. And then next time he tries very hard not to put the box down on the lizard. And he keeps breaking the I cups. I love it when he's... It, he goes to pour something down a well and misses, and the lizard's looking at him like, no, like, even I know that that's a dumb, like, come on. <laughs> but he's been rehabilitated. He can serve tea now. Uh, and so we pack up Quill and IG-11, and everybody heads to Navarro. Um, once we get there, we're met by Grief Karga and a couple uh, guild bounty hunters who are there as sort of the backup muscle. There's some disagreement about what exactly the plan is. And in the end, um, though they leave um, uh, IG-11 on the ship because Mandalorian still doesn't like droids, which he is uh, kind of shy about talking to his friends about. <laughs> Talk to your friends about droids. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They killed everybody in his whole family. Side it's effects, like, me included. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Side effects of droid hatred. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they decide to take the child with them. Um, there's a interesting interlude while they're on the ship where Quill and um, Cardoon don't exactly get along, right? Because Quill was a essentially indentured servant to the Empire and Cardoon was a rebel shock trooper. So they kind of argue a little bit back and forth but 
he uh you know basically says he he earned his way out by being an expert craftsman which he demonstrates by building a new bassinet for the baby and, and we learn that he's very old like three lifetimes yes old. Yeah. yeah um and we also get an interesting scene where the uh Cara Dune and the mandalorian are arm wrestling and uh the child takes this as a threat to the mandalorian and starts to force choke Cara Dune, looking pretty menacing too i mean as menacing as baby yoda can look right Oh, I would not mess with that Muppet. Uh, like, that Muppet's going to mess you up. That's not... That's no good. They do some good work with him in this... In, I mean, in most of the episodes, but I think in this one particularly. There's this scene where he walks into the... When she he goes to find Cara Dune, and you see the... the baby yoda walking in the bar into, yeah. like walking slowly I, into the bar and then there's another scene where he, he looks down from the, the hatch of, he looks down the hatch yeah, oh, yeah. god i love that yeah, yeah. Very i cool. love it so to, to your point earlier john about it taking its time that's a long shot of baby yoda just waddling along mm-hmm. like what's the value to that it's adorable. Yeah. You get to, you just get to see a little bit of right, baby right. Yoda waddle along. That's <laughs> it. That's what you get. There's, there's like, an immediate value to that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's right. But I mean, like if you were cutting for time, you'd be like, you know what? We don't need this. But you're not cutting for time. You're cutting for emotional impact. And yeah, yeah we need that. Yeah, I, that scene also, um, the interlude scene also, is that's where baby Yoda decides to try to fly the ship at one point. <laughs> Uh, and everything starts to rattle around, and they have to like put him back in the basket. That's before. Got, that's before they get Quill, right? All I right, got. Right, I right. got the sense that he right. didn't want to get into this. Like he, because that was after his head was poking down, and he. I got the sense that he understood vaguely what was I going think so on. Too. And he I was think just going to mess up the mission. Right? He's like, yeah. you know what? I don't want this. We're done. Like we're. Yeah, we should. I'm we just going to play running, with this knob. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so back on the Navarro, um, our crew saddles up um, and uh, basically is working their way back, back to town, has to camp for the night. Uh, and in the night, dinosaurs attack. <laughs> That's going to happen. In a, yeah. You know, it's a risk. You're going to lose a few to dinosaurs. Yeah, so you got to plan for that. You got to plan for the attrition. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple of the blurgs are taken out, uh, which, of course, Quill brought some of the blurgs with him. Sure. Uh, a couple of those are taken out, and one of uh, Karga's guys is taken, uh, and then Grief Karga himself is, like, gouged in the arm, and they're worried because he's getting poisoned, and Cara Dune's trying to patch him up, but she doesn't have enough equipment. And, of course, the child uh, walks over and heals uh, his arm entirely. And we saw this hinted at in the uh, second episode, I think, in The Mandalorian, after The Mandalorian rescues the child... Um, and uh, uh, fights the Mudhorn. Um, the the child tries to heal him, but he isn't really having it. And of course, this time we see what that looks like, and it's pretty darn impressive. <laughs> That's a new force power. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever. I'm yeah. sure it's in a book or a video game. Yeah, whatever. Be, I'm right. sure. I'm sure it's somewhere. It's but in the game. That, it's in the game that you made. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I can't even remember the name of that game because I changed it like three times. Man, it was on the, it was in the play, Sony PlayStation Portable. I mean, go look it up. Uh, here's the thing, though. No, we've never seen that. And that's new. And it's impressive. Yeah. And 
and immediately it's, explains it, the value, right? I mean, you know, beyond just right. like it's he he's force capable. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's something that we can exploit, right? Well, what's interesting here well, to me, a, to, yeah, go. I was going to say two things are interesting here to me. One, uh, this shows off the duality of the child, right? The child is still sort of figuring out its mm-hmm. uh, its moral code because it it chokes Cara Dune, nominally an ally, and it heals Grief Karga, who is we kind of are suspicious about, um, yeah. but again, yeah. taking its cues from the Mandalorian. Um, and then the other part of it, this... It is too young to have a philosophy, but yes. it is both dark side and light side. If right. you want to balance. Do the, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that's interesting about it is that um, it is... We, we've wondered uh, kind of all along, I think, how much our characters are aware of the Force and aware of, you know, the events in the galaxy at large. Um, and it seems like much less so here than in other media right like in in the new trilogy ray and finn and the like like you know people know of luke skywalker they know he's a jedi master there's there are legends about him in myths whereas our characters here seem to be uh, much less well informed right like none of them (laughs) seem to know what is going on i I don't know i mean cara dune's getting choked and when she realizes that it's baby yoda that's not like, okay, we're putting that thing in a bucket and we're throwing it off the ship. Like, that is insane. Like, imagine that happened to you in real life. You'd be like, okay, that baby, cute baby, gotta go. Like, that is, that's too much. Like, she doesn't flip out enough. Like, that's fair. She that's realizes fair. that it's, it's an act that the baby is doing and it's, you know, it's a baby so she can get over it. But, well, I don't think they have words for it. They don't just, you're, you're completely right in that they don't discuss it. It seems weird. Maybe it's even taboo. Who knows? I, or or I, it's possible it's, too, I think, you know, the other way to read this is this is a huge and amazing galaxy full of creatures with all sorts of abilities. Maybe they don't link it to the Force so much as they link it <laughs> to this hard, one. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's yeah, less about... Yeah. I mean, oh, people uh, did just get eaten by poisonous dinosaurs <laughs> which sucks either be but a dinosaur or be bar, poisonous right? being and poisonous and, and a dinosaur and says, that's too much he says that you know we like we need to be careful going across these wastelands or something like that or you know, like you have to protect the ship or something because they're the, the place is filthy with jawas or something yeah, that's, that's right. not the worst thing there yeah I did, you really you really yeah. glossed over the uh dinosaurs that'll yeah. snatch your buddies away <laughs> venomous dinosaurs <laughs> that's um, that's just but that yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. And so um, the next day, uh, you know, they they head down to the town. And at one point, Grief Karga is sort of like whispering with one of his guys. And everyone's like, oh, man, maybe he sees the value in this. And he wants the child for himself. Uh, and then in a surprise move, he draws down and guns down the rest of the guild hunters, who he explains were originally planned to kill uh, the Mandalorian and take the child. And they but, were drawing and they were about to draw on him. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, he has changed his tune after he's been healed by the light. Uh, and well, he's Carl Weathers, man. He's, he's always he can't be fine. on the side of that, right? Like <laughs> no, he's got to be on the side no, of. Here. He's he's you know he's a tough guy. He's you know you can't always go with him. But at the end of the day, he's going to be Carl Weathers. It's fine. Um. So this leads into our uh, final act uh, with our showdown. We get the uh, all our crew returning to the city to go see the client. Uh, the place is crawling with stormtroopers. Cara Dune is a little put out because she thought there was only going to be a few of them. Um, and uh, Carl Weathers is trying to sort of talk her down. They head back to the cantina from the first couple episodes. And uh, Werner Herzog is back. 
uh, and he wants to see the child. Uh, they have, meanwhile, given the child to Queel to go back to the ship because they are, uh, you know, aware that this is too uh, sensitive a situation. And uh, Queel will stay in touch with them and will batten down the hatches if need be. Um, and the plan is to bring the Mandalorian in as a prisoner, pass him a blaster, and have him kill the client. Uh, stuff does not go as planned. <laughs> Um, the client is uh, ready to look at the baby. They, they the best lie ever. Uh, the baby is sleeping. Can't look at a sleeping baby. <laughs> and his reply is great. Great. Yeah, that's what I want to see. We would all be very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are interrupted by a call from a new character who the Werner Herzog addresses as Moff Gideon. Um, and this is an interesting point, and I, I think well, this is sort of a big speculation. Um the moth says you know uh, essentially like is the child there and Bernhard is like yep it's sleeping and he says you should check again uh and then without really giving him a chance to do so apparently just shoots him and peppers the place with blaster yeah. bolts killing all the stormtroopers and everybody except for our heroes yeah so apparently some i guess we answered the question of can stormtroopers shoot other stormtroopers <laughs> That is true. Yes. Get the um, Yes. And those, also, guys, those are special. Those, those are death special troopers. troops from Rogue One. Yeah, death troopers. Yeah, death, death troopers or yep. something. Yeah, yeah. Something also, like that, yeah. do not mess with Gus Fring. They should, they should have really just called him <laughs> Moth Fring. You're perfect. Given that uh, neither John and I apparently watched Breaking Bad, the, I'm going to yeah. let that one be a, uh, a lob to oh, all the man. people out there who did. Oh, oh. Okay, you have no idea how good this guy is at being. So I didn't. Yeah. So being, I, well, he's yeah. deliciously bad. I like, know the actor. Or do we have a conspiracy corner in the show? Or we can. Uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Can, can we hear it? Well, so so um, do you want to finish the recap and then we'll do it? Uh, well, essentially, yeah. The last few seconds. Yeah. So um, there's lots of stormtroopers outside. Uh, Moff Gideon flies down in his Tie Fighter with its crazy folding solar panels. Um, yeah, is that how they all land? I don't know. I, know. I was awesome. going to say, is that a new landing sequence? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm like, that's amazing. That's yeah. cool. it. Kind of makes yeah, sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Why would you want yeah. to balance it on those two fins? Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm 45 years old. Why did I never think of that? <laughs> that's, that totally makes sense. Um, the uh, uh, Mandalorian is trying to get in touch with Quill, who is booking it back to the ship, but the transmissions are intercepted by some biker scouts who take off after the Ugnaught, uh, and we get a tense scene where the Mandalorian is trying to find out if the baby is safe because they are being pinned down. Uh, and our last shot is of the uh, the baby lying on the ground as a speeder uh, biker scout basically picks it up and takes off in the distance. And then we see the smoking, presumable corpse of Quill, which is very sad. Yeah, there's there's some smoking going on there. There's some smoking that's... going on there. Yeah, so right. leaving my, us uh, with a real cliffhanger my... for next week. My my biff of the episode is the biker scout who was just leaning against his yes. his and he's just and he's being yeah. a dick about like the ID like oh my god I love that guy I actually thought that was a <laughs> like, really great moment because it is so great he's just sitting there like and he's just leaning up against it oh, god, but it, so it, it illustrates the fact the empire has broken down these guys are basically mercenaries yeah, there's no discipline yeah they're yeah. mercenaries now yeah and yeah. and they and the they, other guy is just sitting on it he's just sitting on it like yeah hanging off like eh, whatever i really love that because it feels very immediately feels very different from the stormtroopers that we are used to dealing with who are very regimented and very yeah. like precise yeah. and this guy's just leaning well, gideon's, gideon's stormtroopers seem to be a little yes. bit more in line they're right? oh, yeah, cleaner they are, yeah they're no yeah, joke they're, 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 like... their outfits are clean unlike uh the clients 
Yep. Yeah, they are, they're all proto, yeah, they're proto first order. Like you yeah. can tell where their first order stuff right. comes from. I almost expected them to have those helmets. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I think it's a little, still a little too early. It's for the a little first order, early, but yeah, little early. definitely yeah. a progenitors possibly, or a much more together Imperial remnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get enough of those guys together and you, you really got something. Right. These and there are a lot clowns of clowns that are like <laughs> just hanging out and shaking down mob bosses. Yeah. That's nothing. I mean, this guy just lit up a bar. Yes. <laughs> right. Ooh, you know, I was going yeah. to say that bar scene reminded me of the bar scene in, in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. obviously not nearly as bad, but sort of reminiscent of like how that went down. Just like. <laughs> yeah. John, you had a conspiracy. Yeah. So the cons- my conspiracy theory is that uh, there's something about the the baby carriage, right? That that mm-hmm. it was discussed as being like I'm going to make you in this improved baby carriage, and yet we haven't seen it do anything other than what the previous one did, which is like open and close and float, float along and carry the baby. So the reason you know one you might wonder why they didn't seem to have a plan for like what happens when they ask to open up the baby carriage. Well, I <laughs> and this is this is how i mean i i wander like through life making accidental connections that i don't really understand and the the um thing that came to me is is the ending i have not seen almost all of breaking bad but the ending of breaking bad i have seen because everybody kept saying oh that ending you gotta see the ending and so a you know he sets up a you know, if you haven't seen the show, you might want to skip this in the next <laughs> minute. But he sets he up a machine gun and it comes gun. out of the trunk of a car and kills everybody, including who is in the show guy. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't remember that. I remembered the scene and I remembered exactly what happened to other, but I forgot that the guy that gets killed is Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like there's another shoe to drop there with the uh, with the baby carriage. Yeah, no, I agree. We see a one last shot of it where it's just sitting there empty and we get kind of a pan away from it. But yeah, yeah there's not. I mean, I'm pretty sure it explodes. Yeah. I Some feel like that was Here's right. the thing. I, I don't know if he... Did he rig it to explode knowing that whatever happened to Baby Yoda, whether if he was in it or not, <laughs> if he blew up, would it be better than having to be in the, the hands of these the guys? The Empire get him, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, this raises an interesting question for me because I caught a shot the first time through that made me raise an eyebrow and I went back and rewatched it and it looked more innocuous uh, the second time through. So maybe I'm reading too much into that. But there's a scene where uh, uh, Quill gives the Mandalorian a comlink and then there's sort of a close up of him like doing something with a comlink before he puts it in his own pocket. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it struck yeah. me as weird at the time. And I was like, oh, no, he's not going to betray them, is he? And then there was the scene with the biker scouts intercepting the transmission. And I was like, how is this working? Why, yeah. isn't, why isn't this working yeah. better? Like, why did they get to intercept that? And it didn't it doesn't really make sense for him to betray them because he he runs back to the ship with the with the baby yeah. and gets killed, presumably. Well, that, and that was my my other my other wonder was whether or not they have set that part up, too, for some reason, somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It does, he looks like he's dead, so it doesn't shot. seem like how that would be. But yeah, that's a that's a crappy yeah. setup. I think there's uh, a, I think there's a very good chance, however, that he's not dead, despite think... despite the mournful guitar music at the end. <laughs> but it, it also does mesh in with the question of how Giancarlo Esposito knew that the baby wasn't there. Well, wasn't he does, there, does yeah. he know it's not? Yeah, I guess he does because he says it seems it'll, like he knows it'll that, soon be yeah. mine. He says as the biker scouts are going to grab it. So like. 
No, yeah, but the biker. So he says that after the biker scouts have heard the transmission. Mm, yeah. So they probably just read. They, they, you know, they're jackass cops eating donuts most of the time. But I mean, they, <laughs> they, they heard, they overheard something. Here's my take is that they just overheard it. Like, it's just poor. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not operations. ruling out that they overheard it. They went for it and they radioed back to boss being like, hey, by the way, you know, we're on the trail of this. I'm not ruling out that there was a twist, but yes, I, that's certainly the, uh, the most logical explanation. Yeah. And I think showing the comms all the time is just, Hey, look, you know, they're using these comms. They're Imperial comms. I mean, we see those in episode one. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't find it all that weird that somehow the biker guys would biker guys, uh, blue oyster cult bar. What, what was that? <laughs> anyway, um, I did. I didn't find it all that weird that those uh, scout troopers would overhear it. I didn't. I I was just like, oh man, there's a little bit of amateur hour action going on. <laughs> like the Mandalorian is incredibly competent and he's amazing at his job. That doesn't mean that everything that he ever gets involved with goes smoothly. In fact, no, most, pretty much everything. Yeah, goes everything goes badly. Much, no, pretty much nothing, and nothing does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, he, he manages to get out of it just based on his own skill and, you know, and his friends, uh, and his, having friends yeah. his friends, and having some armor that he's, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah his, yeah. his superpower is yeah. Basically, is, his superpower yeah. is like okay, he's I can, screw up, I can screw up three or four times and I'll be okay. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to screw up too much. Yeah, he so. gets shot a lot. <laughs> gets shot a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know, and he does. But even times that he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, all right, so we've got one episode left. Uh, there's a lot that's going on here. I think there are a few other shoes left to drop. John mentioned the baby carriage. Obviously, IG-11 is still yeah. in, uh, in play. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I uh, Jumping back a couple episodes, there was also the, uh, the tag at the end of episode five um, with our good friend Ming-Na Wen oh, yeah. uh, being discovered by somebody. And that person's identity is unknown. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's a shoe left to drop in this season or if that's a shoe left to drop in the next season. Um, and of course, I think the other big thing that I'm kind of expecting next week, since we have all of these stormtroopers, is uh, where all those Mandalorians went. Because <laughs> it seems like they're going to need some backup. Sure. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on, on where we're uh, going or what still needs to get resolved. So, so the setup, like there's even the way they frame the shots, uh, is reminiscent to me, at least of the end of uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Mm. <laughs> They're surrounded by, I guess in that movie it was what the Mexican army, Bolivian, uh, Bolivian. Kid, next time oh, yeah. I say we they, go to Navarro, they, let's go to yeah, Navarro. Yeah, yeah, they actually got pretty far. They got all the way to Bolivia. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, that's not looking good. Uh, but again, you know, very similar setup, right? Um, yeah, a different. It's going to be a different outcome. Yeah, I do say, I, do, that most movies don't end. The, most movies of this type don't end that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would love it if the last episode is just like they're just pinned down for like forty-five minutes. Like it's actually a longer, way longer episode. It's like forty-five minutes, fifty minutes, <laughs> and they're just sitting there talking and reminiscing. <laughs> he takes his helmet off. They have a cup yeah. of bone broth. They're Play like some Man, Baby Yoda. Yeah, and and exactly. And eventually, he's just like, okay, I guess it's time. And he puts his helmet on, and they just run out, and it just fades to white. 
And that's it. That's cue why the, that's cue that, the that, 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 that that's, is, that's the Mandalorian. That's why you're not in charge of this show. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of reasons I'm not in charge of this show. Yeah. Um, um don't put Randy in charge. I don't know if I want the Mandalorians to come in and save the day. I don't think I want that. It would be awesome. They've already done it once, right, so exactly. it seems right. like going back to that well again right. this soon, maybe Especially because it's, it's on but, the same planet, too, and everything. I, th- I feel like, I mean, I feel like IG-11 is the... Oh, yeah, IG-11 is going to murder a man. Yeah. He is, he's not happy. That's not going to be pretty. And <laughs> that baby carriage is going to explode. They're going to send that out. And the baby carriage, right? Yeah, they're between gonna, the two yeah. of them, yeah. Yeah, they're going to send out the baby carriage, and it's mm-hmm. going to blow up a bunch of people, and then IG-88 is going to... I don't know if droids feel love, but he's going <laughs> to enjoy. He's going <laughs> to... He's gonna, he's gonna be like, he's gonna have heart emojis in his eyes when he starts murdering all of these people. <laughs> right, telling right. Yeah. yeah, it's just gonna fulfill a part of them that he didn't know was there. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, it's gonna reawaken something, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, ain't, it ain't pretty. He's gonna yeah. alternately shoot them and offer them tea. <laughs> yeah, I would love that if he just <laughs> he had a teapot in one hand and a blaster in the other, and every time he killed somebody, he just pour tea on them. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually kind of hope I, I've been advocating all season essentially that like the first several episodes were all about building up a you know team that he could rely on uh, when he went head to head with whoever wanted Baby Yoda, uh, and I'm glad to see that come to fruition. Um, I feel like I hope I'm hopeful that it also bodes well for a second season that you've got this um, really interesting supporting cast now that you can draw yeah. on. Because um, if anything, I feel like some of the complaints about this season were like there are fantastic characters that they've introduced along the way and we don't get to spend enough time with any of them. Not like a, like to, they're so well realized you want to spend more time with them and see them in more episodes. And so I'm glad that yeah, we got a chance yeah. to get back to that in this I, last episode. I, I, I appreciate that sentiment, but at the same time, uh, I, the introduction of these characters is great. Like, not every character needs to be fully explored, and it's awesome that people want to spend more time with them. But, I don't know, sometimes in life you meet somebody that's awesome, and that's cool, and then you go away, and that's that's fine too. I don't, I don't necessarily... I think if you confine it down to, like, five, like, there's the Mandalorian and pals, and suddenly it's going to become, I don't know, Seinfeld. With like four people going, that on. is a long trip shooting people all the way to Seinfeld or, or friends. Here's the thing: I was gonna say the one near and dear to my heart, Cheers, but Cheers had a pretty. I mean, there was a bunch of characters in there. Like, does anybody remember what Paul does for a living? No, I'm sure there's somebody. Do you guys? Do you remember Paul? I remember Paul. Kafasis? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not Kafasis. The guy on Cheers. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, long I story don't. short. Long story short is that I think if you want to make a, an interesting and compelling universe, then you will meet characters that are interesting and compelling, and then you will leave them behind, and that's what makes it an interesting universe. I think if you if you just stick to them like super glue, everybody else somehow becomes uh, like a sock puppet. And I think that's, that's fair. Compelling. It becomes more like every other show instead of being exactly. its own thing, which I can understand. Right. That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. And I, I like this wandering samurai thing. I, I like the Incredible Hulk TV show. 
did this basically, right? Like he just wanders around. Yeah. Ghost. Or, or I mean, uh, the, the comic book did forever. Yeah. Quant- Quantum leap. And Quantum the Saturday leap. morning show Run Joe Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah, we all know that one. Wow. I, <laughs> Do you, man, did neither of you know that I've one? I've literally never heard of that. Oh, I God. have you, not heard of it either. Look I that loved up. it. <laughs> look that up. Police dog oh, wrongly no. framed for attacking his master. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Wow. I'm serious. 1974 oh to 1975. Okay, the show was considered a cross between Lassie and The Fugitive. Okay, we're getting off topic here, but... <laughs> wow! Are we? Wow! Okay, no, I'm, no we're possible. not. No, we're it's not. possible no, we're not. just <laughs> making a new show instead. No, yeah, the topic is awesome shows, and that one I'm into. Holy <laughs> cow. Seasons. Man, I thought I, was go- I thought I was doing deep cuts with Paul from Cheers, and you're like, oh yeah, guess what I got in my back pocket. <laughs> I got very confused because I flipped through the synopsis, and the last episode says, when Josh gets a job in a cafe, it's taken over by bank robbers but first i read it as like the dog i was like the dog gets a job in a cafe i'm very confused uh we've watched shows that do dumber things <laughs> True. but back on topic this show doesn't i i like it it makes sense the motivations make sense uh that cara Dune didn't want to just go tangle with some warlord makes sense i mean there's a it seems like the galaxy is uh in trouble I don't really get what she did to be like on the run from the new. We Republic. haven't we haven't been told, and I'm not sure I okay. need to know. I, okay. No, she's. I just I mean because you know she used to be a re- Republic shock trooper, and it seems like trooper. she might have yeah. gone then a wall. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, I yeah. think she. So they. She says when we meet her that uh, basically they. They asked the army to start policing people. Yeah, which is right, right. not a yeah. not a. I mean, I don't want to get into yeah, man. life. Not a great idea. Army is army. Police are police. Different things. Very different purposes. And I I got the sense that she exceeded what would be expected of a uh, a peacekeeper in probably a violent and bad way <laughs> because there is not. It's not like they're just like oh, we don't like you. There, there's a bounty on her head. Like, right? She because she bad. thinks the Mando's there for her the first time. Yeah. And this yeah, time yeah. she mentions if somebody gets her chain code, like she's in it's trouble. Bad. She doesn't want to go anywhere near any uh, civilized system. Yeah. Did she call it Republic? Yeah. yeah. Like she doesn't want anything to do with that. She just wants to be left alone because I think she did something bad, like real bad. Uh, also, what we skipped is at the beginning, she's beating up Darth Maul's brother. It's not, you know, a... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. It is a Zabrak, though. You're right. Okay, whatever. Man, he's such a nerd. Whatever, nerd. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I know what you're talking about. But that's kind of cool, no? Yeah, I was like, yeah. that was a cool scene. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked it. So at the, I love that at the end he just pays her whatever. Like I guess he bet on himself, and he's like, "Fine, I lost," and he just gives it to her, and he, and she's like, "Yeah, come back soon." <laughs> just I like, I like it. I like that there's no animosity. It's like, okay, well, we fought, and then you know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. have a good day. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think. I agree. I, I think that the the format suits it very well, especially it helps that it is only eight episodes because then, you know, you don't have to worry as much about like we all knew that the the a plot of the season would come back around. 
Um, but mm-hmm. we got the chance to see sort of these interesting little episodic installments uh, that I thought uh, really helped flesh out our character as well as building this roster of characters that we could come back to. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I mean, we often complained that, uh, you know, seasons are too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th- right. and this one, despite... This feels good. Very, it, it does, despite yeah. being deliberate in its time and taking its time. I, I mean, there's probably fewer words said in these episodes than in most TV that we watch. Yeah. To be honest. Well, and, and what's great is doing them different lengths too, because it's not yeah. commercial television. So if you want to right. like do a 45 minute episode one week and then do a 35 minute one the next week, you can totally do that. Yeah. yeah. I, they, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek shorts. I <laughs> guess, guess what? I got yeah. It. You did it. You, uh, did it. you made it. <laughs> <laughs> but we also just, uh, whatever said it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> they're like eight minutes now and it's, it's cool. That's exciting. It's, yeah. It's yeah, you, have the, you like, have the freedom to do these things when you are essentially writing your own checks. So, yeah, like if if in season two, Mandalorian, middle of the week, unannounced, somehow there's like a three minute scene of the Mando just hanging out with Baby Yoda, <laughs> trying to teach him how to play cards <laughs> or trying just trying to feed him, like three minutes. I mean, the world would light up. Yeah, it would be, it would yeah, be beautiful. Yeah. Like it would be amazing. Yeah. I have to admit, that, that's something you can do. I have to admit, my big question going into season two, and I don't realize we have an episode left before then, is whether the Baby Yoda story continues in season two or whether we oh, have yeah. an entirely different story. Because it feels like, as you've as you pointed out, guy, uh, a little bit goes a long way, and mm-hmm. they've managed to dole out the Baby Yoda in just enough installments to let everybody love the character without feeling too spoon-fed i guess or pandered to like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just the right amount right like you feel yeah. like if they're like now we have a show that's entirely about baby yoda we'd all be like eh. that's yeah, kind of overdoing it. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh yeah. so that's hey, my hey, and i don't, John, and we, I don't we, know that i want like a huge explanation about what baby yoda right, is or exactly what, like, you know, i mean yeah. I, like I, it would be like if some some outside force shows up and says you know and it is recognized as being good and says we can take care of baby yoda and baby yoda just goes away and happily and everybody waves and is sad to say goodbye but knows that it's for the best for everyone that would be kind of cool you know in not having any explanation as to what the heck is going on there right right well yeah. and that is I know, I know that i don't want the explanation for baby yoda i really don't every time anybody yeah. explains anything it's dumb it usually I, is I just, yeah I, I just disappointment don't I think that's. Um, are we are we still in conspiracy corner, John? We can go back. You can always go back to conspiracy corner. Okay. You can't oh, ever man. really leave conspiracy corner. <laughs> yeah. Or so they so they this say. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is why I do a different podcast with you guys every single day of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Baby Yoda is a lot more cognizant than he's letting on, and I think he's in some ways messing with the mandalorian as yoda was with luke in empire mm. Mm. interesting interesting you think Could he's be. just sort of uh playing up the cuteness to to get his protection no not save no. himself no just that i think he's a good soul and mm-hmm. he's along for the right and i thought that up until the only thing that uh dissuaded me from that notion was him choking cara dune mm-hmm. yeah because that's you know but prior to that and most of the other actions i sort of felt that he had a higher degree of cognizance than he's sort of betrayed as having 
Yeah, that's, well, yeah. that's certainly yeah, possible. The, the, yeah, the bit where he's he's listening to their conversation and then starts, like, flipping the messing, ship around. And messing, stuff like that. Yeah, messing with it the seems ship. Like, it's like he's yeah. got... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's high order re- reasoning. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's like well, he is, 50, and then he is fifty years old. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that again, that's what I mean. Like that's you know. Well, yeah, and that is brought up actually as kind of an aside in this week's episode. Um, they discuss whether or not he was a he's created right. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And the uh, Quill says you know he worked with like gene specialists or whatever, and it looks you know Baby Yoda looks evolved. Um, rather than something that was created, so it's interesting. <laughs> I they, thought it was funny yeah. that he he said that Kara looked like she was created. Yeah. I know. I I couldn't figure out if that's some weird kind of come on line. It's like, I think it was yeah. just a compliment, like you know, like she's perfect. Yeah. Look at her. Yeah, yeah you're, right. you're so perfect. It's like yeah. still weird, man. Well, I just but don't they, do that. I, he doesn't like her either. I mean, that's the interesting. Yeah, I I I liked the um yeah. the bit also where he reminds her to cover up her tattoos. But I love that nobody ever mentions the tattoo on her face, which is like. Rebel insignia, and it's like, don't bother with that one though. That's fine. <laughs> Everyone gets those. They're just all the rage these days. Yeah. What are the what are the armband tattoos? Sig- sig- I, I think like, it's a, it's kills. It's yeah. it's definitely military in some way. I think is the implication. Yeah. Like maybe it's kind of like having a you know like a like a Navy SEAL tattoo or something. Yeah. Just very recognizable. So. Yeah, like USMC. Tattooed yeah, on your arm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we wrap up, any last thoughts about either this week's episode or the series as a whole? Nothing other than what I've said, that it's super enjoyable and like I this this is a this one has been a particularly good payoff for mm-hmm. having watched to date. Yeah. I didn't like the previous episode that much. Really? Uh, I, that was one oh, of my really? favorites. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it felt like Doctor Who with fights. Like, it was all corridors and whatever. It, I liked it. I, I got it. And, like, the Mandalorian looks like a badass. I, you're like, that, like, I don't really know what that means, but I get it. Yeah. I guess they're it's just like, Doctor Who is a lot of just, corridor shots. Just running around corridors. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's cool, but I, I, I mean, I think I enjoyed the one with the ATST better. I like you that know, one Skywalker, a lot. The Skywalker. I, uh, I, and, and you know what? The Mando does incredible stuff in that one. He's awesome. He kicks a lot of ass. I Here's the thing with me. I like that he can't kick ass. I don't need to see him kick ass. I really don't. Like, it's not about kicking ass for me. It's more about his sort of, you know, uh, when it comes to it, he'll act quickly and decisively. Do I need to see him take down, like, 30 pointless droids? Probably not. I liked it better when he, uh, when he, when he fought the devil for some reason is now a thing in Star Wars. <laughs> no, I, it's I always, know. it's never. I know, I know, I know, I know. He was on. back in Episode One. I know, on, I know, I know. But I mean, drawing attention to the devil is like a little bit on the point, point. <laughs> and making him fireproof is come on. <laughs> so, although I supposedly mean, that, no, that why would it be? Why would it be fireproof? It doesn't I make any the, sense. Uh, I think the uh, I was ta- watching the movies with my wife, and she said I did not independently verify this, but totally believed it that the devil costume in the cantina wasn't supposed to be there. It was just like something that was in the costume shop, and somebody oh, I can somebody I can like prom- jumped I, into it. Man, there was a wolf man in there. I could yep. promise yeah, you half yeah, of that stuff was just. I felt like they were there, but I will say, I will say, I actually thought the episode before that was the one that I thought was the weakest of the season so far, which is the one on Tatooine, um, because mainly oh, really? I was just very. Oh, dis- man, it's got it's got bounty hunter 
May. I know, and I love her, and I'm so sad yeah. that she only gets like two minutes on the scene before she gets murdered. Well, like, yeah. So that was I my. Be, I think she'll be back, but whatever. A, I'm hoping a, I think, she'll a, be back. I think she'll be back because you don't do that shot at the end with. To me, right. I mean, and I, I know the internet. Uh, the internet theory, at least, is that it was Boba Fett. I, yeah, man, my guests last week who are big uh, Cad Bane fans from Clone Wars are suggesting it's Cad Bane, which would be an interesting move. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to last week's show yet. Uh, that would be interesting, but he's all blue and gooey and got, like, big red eyes. He's a Duros, yeah. I'm naming all the races, guy. This is what yeah, I'm doing. I know. Just stop. Stop. This is where stop I live. You're in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is definitely your this is house. Why he man. has the show guy? Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. I was about to tell you that nobody listens to, to you be a nerd, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they do. So you're right. You, whatever he is, whatever he is, I think that's hard to render well on nah, on screen in fine. this with this particular feel. I think it's difficult. I think that's. Uh, degree of difficulty that you is there is there any real evidence of that or is it just wishful thinking uh the spurs are kind of like the the theory but okay. you know that's the, the spurs okay. like he he, clink, he clinks when he walks which is what boba fett does that's yeah, yeah great he actually you know does. and he's got a cape so, i don't think anybody wants you know. a boba fett yeah back, boba fett's really. not that long but no no I, so if you're going to do boba fett he, he would have had to have happened this episode like that's you can't just yeah, put him at the end like i thought i thought it may be a good bad and the ugly kind of situation yeah sure uh and the ugly being ig 11 mm. uh bad being boba fett and good being mando. mando yeah uh and i thought that may be it but it's not and so i don't know what that is i if anything i would guess that um uh that ended up being moff fring showing up to capture the body fix it up learn about it know what the baby is like get on you know because she was ultimately i mean the fob was right there like you know he's clearly not an idiot so i think the reveal is going to be that it was that it was him yeah seems possible otherwise it's a whole new character out there Right, well, and that's why I suggest maybe a link to the season. Yes. But yeah, I don't right. know. Um, I do two call-outs before we uh, wrap up here. Uh, this week's episode was directed by Deborah Chow. Uh, I think this is the second one she's directed, um, and she is the showrunner on the Obi-Wan show uh, and was oh, also man. seen last oh, week I, I, in a brief cameo Chow. as an X-Wing pilot. Oh, that's so great. Yep. Um, I, um, I forgot to mention, I cannot wait. This show is so amazing. It's better than I ever thought it would be. And... The Obi Wan show. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am for that. He's, yeah, I'm. He's, I'm he's my favorite guy. Too. Like that's yeah. that is going to be incredible. An Obi Wan show with this sort of sensibility. I don't even want him to take out his lightsaber ever. <laughs> you know, maybe once when <laughs> when stuff gets real, like somebody offers him a death stick. But besides that, <laughs> I, I just you know just chilling. Yeah. And I, I I am excited, and I loved the way this was. This was shot and filmed and done, and that that's news to me that she's the showrunner, and I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Uh, also, a call out to the music, which continues to be awesome. Ludwig Göransson uh, is doing really stellar work um, with all of these episodes, and they continue to release them on the various streaming services, which is fantastic. So, big fan of that. Um, all right. We have to wrap up. We are rapidly uh, running out of time here. I want to thank my guests this week. 
Guy English, thank you so much for being here. Oh, man. You got to... You're going to need some defenses on your ship to keep me away because I would, <laughs> I would I'd well, talk to you about this. I would talk to you about this all the time. And you I, know what? Today, both of us are going to go see the movie. So Yeah, I'll turn on. I'll get in the Razor Crest and turn on the ground defenses. That'll keep you out. Uh, <laughs> John Maltz, always a pleasure. Dan, I hope we get to podcast again sometime. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listeners, thank you all for uh, going along with this show on this journey of The Mandalorian. We got one episode left in the season, which I think comes out not tomorrow, as it normally would, but yeah, next, next Friday. Friday yeah, the 27th, so, I think. Yeah, so I got my guests yeah. lined up for that. And hopefully that all comes together. And um, yeah, we will see you then. 